MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into the show, everybody. This is my guys in the desert, Stormy Bon and Tony, with you for the next hour, live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. The big news of the morning, early afternoon, Tom Brady agreeing to a 10-year, $375 million contract post his NFL career with Fox Sports. I'd say that I'm in the wrong line of work, but broadcasting is my line of work, so clearly I'm just doing it wrong. That's fine. The man also has seven rings, and I have a broken ring doorbell. Please don't break into my house. I digress. We will look to make money some other ways tonight, uh, betting on sports, and I have some great guests that will help us out in doing so. Nick Whalen, NBA editor of Rotowire, is going to join us in just a couple minutes after we break through the top five. We'll also hear from DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst Jeff Ulrich, DK director of sportsbook operations Johnny Avello, and at the end of the hour, MLB writer for The Athletic, John Gays are going to break down a hefty Major League Baseball slate for us coming up this evening. But let's get going with our top five in case you missed it. News and notes that affect us as better. Starting with the NHL last night, the Colorado Avalanche completed an opening round sweep against the Nashville Predators with a 5-3 win last night. Covering the puck line, sending the total over. The Avs were 4-1 pre-series for the sweep. Defenseman and Norris Trophy finalist Kale McCarr had a goal and two assists last night and leads all players this postseason with 10 points through four games. The plus 210 Stanley Cup 
Cup favorites are the first team to advance now to round two and will next face the winner of the Blues Wild Series, which will enter game five tonight. The series set at two games apiece. Blues plus 120 dogs at Excel Energy Center tonight, the total six and a half. Three more NHL series also tied at two on tap tonight. The Bruins taking on the Canes. The Bees overcame a two games to none deficit and the absence of Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm to win back-to-back -back games in Boston. Lindholm questionable again to return tonight. The home team has won each game so far. Canes a minus 140 favorite. Oh, up to minus 155 now. Total six juice to the under. Lightning, a plus 105 dog at the Leafs. Total six and a half. We've seen lopsided wins every night of this series. Two goals, the shortest margin of victory in the set so far. And then closing things out, Kings at the Oilers. Edmonton, a big minus 225 favorite. Total in this one, also six and a half as the Oilers look to rebound from a 4-0 shutout loss. Number three in our top five last night in the NBA, the Grizzlies, without Ja Morant, nearly pulled off the improbable, but coughed up a golden opportunity pun intended, against the Golden State Warriors after a 101-98 loss. They instead find themselves down in the series three games to one, did cover the nine and a half point closing spread. Total stayed under. The Warriors trailed Memphis most of the game. We're down as many as 12 in the final frame where the Warriors scored 39 fourth quarter points, topping its 38 for the entire first half. Steph Curry leading the charge, scored or assisted on 50 of the Warriors' 101 total points. Game five shifts back to Memphis on Wednesdays. Grizz getting three, total 220. Golden State a minus 155 money line favorite to close out the series. Number four, you thought Golden State had a good fourth quarter. The Boston Celtics said, hold my beer, rallying to put up 43 points in the last 12 minutes, tying the series with the defending champion Bucks at two. Total goes over for the first time in the set. Al Horford and Jason Tatum becoming just the third pair of Celtics teammates with 30 points each in a playoff game over the last 30 years. Horford just two boards shy of cashing our double-double, though. Womp womp. Game five in Boston ahead Wednesday. Celtics a five-and-a-half point favorite. To total 214-and-a-half. Last thing, the odds for tonight's games in the NBA at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. 76ers visiting Miami as a two-and-a-half point dog. Total 209.5. Both teams 2-0 at home in the set after Joel Embiid's return lifted the 76ers in Philly. No Kyle Lowry again as expected for the Heat, but that honestly kind of makes me like them more. Mavericks at the Suns closing things out at 7 Pacific. Same story here. Texas trip was a bad one for the Suns, but back in Phoenix tonight is a six-and-a-half point favorite. Total 215. Time to welcome in Nick Whalen, Rotowire NBA editor, host of the Rotowire NBA podcast to talk all things association. How's it going, my friend? It's going great, Stormy. Uh, it's warm enough here in Wisconsin. Finally, I'm back on the iced coffee. It was a long, long winter having to drink hot coffee, but we are back. The NBA playoffs are, are heating up. It's, it's been fantastic. I'm proud of you. Back in the iced coffee game. You are a connoisseur, we know. Thank, um, you. Thank you for saying that. Before we look to tonight's games, I remember after game one of this Bucks celtics series, you talking about how you felt Boston had more in them, that they would be able to put up better showings. I think they've now been the better team in three straight games, despite this series being tied at two. How do you think this thing plays out? I don't think you're wrong about that assessment. I, I think Milwaukee in, in many ways was lucky to take a 2-1 advantage and, and win game three. But I also thought Milwaukee outplayed Boston for about three and a half quarters uh, last night in game four. And it felt like the Bucs got to the point where, um, you know, in the third quarter, I think they built an 11 or a 12 point lead. Giannis went on that run and it kind of seemed like they took their foot off the gas. I think they thought they had the game one. And all of a sudden it's an 8-0 run for Boston and the Celtics win that one going away. 43 points in the fourth mm -hmm. quarter for the Boston Celtics. So, you know, it feels like the momentum has shifted back toward Boston. The odds over at the DraftKings Sportsbook have certainly shifted back toward Boston. But, 
you know, we have to keep in mind, Milwaukee went through ups and downs like this throughout the postseason a year ago. You know, every time it felt like they were right on the cusp of taking control, they would lose a game and, and all the confidence would drain out and then they would find a way to win the next one. It was it was such a roller coaster really all the way through the NBA finals when they fell down 0-2. So I'm not quite ready to jump off the Bucks, But of course, you know, the big thing here is still no Chris Middleton for Milwaukee, mm -hmm. still no definitive update on Chris Middleton. And if you watch that game last night, Stormy, you know, Giannis had it going, but five of 22 for Drew Holiday. Um, if the solution without Chris Middleton is just funnel all his shots to Drew Holiday, I don't know if that's a winning formula for Milwaukee. I think they're really starting to miss the shot creation by Chris Middleton. Yeah, his absence has certainly been noticeable. You do get the feeling, though, watching this series that the winner of it could very likely go on to make an NBA Finals appearance. Obviously, the Heat and 76ers will have something to say about that. And they are both up tonight. Philly woke up in a big way. There are two games at mm -hmm. home with Joel Embiid back in the fold. Uh, who has the edge tonight in this one? Man, this is such a tough one to predict. And I heard you say something in the open that I think I might agree with. And that's that you like Miami more with Kyle Lowry not playing in this game. And that's nothing against Kyle Lowry. But, you know, he played in the last couple of games in this series and just did not look like himself. You know, I think you'd, you'd almost rather turn it over to some of these this deep guard rotation off the bench that Miami has. If those guys are 100 percent, they might be better than Kyle Lowry trying to gut it out at 60 percent. You know, I thought Lowry really killed them, especially offensively in game four. So it's a major loss. You know, obviously high IQ player, great defender. Uh, but, you know, asking Kyle Lowry to play through injury ultimately maybe did a little bit more harm than it did good for the Heat over these last two games. It does feel like the momentum has shifted. We finally got a great game out of James Harden in game four. Joel Embiid is, of course, back in the mix. But I, I think I'm still on the heat here, Stormy. And, you know, part of it is just playing the law of averages, right? Where is Miami still going to be shooting 28% from three the rest of the series? I mean, they have been awful from beyond the arc. Virtually every player who was a good three-point shooter all through the regular season in the first round against Atlanta, everybody's struggling. You know, Jimmy Butler, 18, 23, 5 of 16 streets. It sounded like we're going to have to try to reconnect with Nick Whalen there, but just to prove his point, what he was talking about, Miami bound to shoot better tonight. Uh, their primary guys they count on to make threes, 5 of 29 from three last game, 7 of 35 as a team. Um, we'll be interesting to see if we can get any Duncan Robinson tonight as well. The Heat are 5-0 and straight up at home this postseason. Um, like I said, unfortunately, we had a disconnect with our guy Nick Whalen of Rotowire. Hopefully, we can reconnect with him in a moment. The 76ers and Heat going head-to-head -to -head tonight. The Heat, a 2.5-point favorite. That number has ticked down a bit from three earlier this morning. The total has ticked down, um, has ticked up, rather, from 209 to 209 and a half. Um, when you do get him back on the line, I, th I think that there's some potential in the prop market for a couple of different players uh, in this game as well, but I'll wait for him to make his point. James Harden, what I'm really curious about is not whether or not he can replicate his performance from that last game, because obviously 31 points, six made triples, nine assists, and seven rebounds on Saturday. That's not going to happen again. He's averaged 17.7 points per game in games one through three with four total made triples. So while I don't think he's going to replicate that, I think we do 
see a significantly better Joel and I mean a significantly better James Harden tonight than we did the first couple games just because of the way that Joel Embiid's presence opens things up and how about Joel Embiid by the way because that mask has not appeared to hinder him in any way shape or form it sounds like we have uh, our guy Nick Whalen back on the line welcome back uh, I totally agree with you on all of the triples front but just complete your thought if you can on the heat mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sorry about that uh, drop-off there for a second. But as I was saying, I mean, Miami just feels like it's shooting well below, you know, its normal waterline from beyond the arc. And I think eventually that's going to come around, especially guys like Struess and Vincent and even Caleb Martin, who hasn't shot the ball well in this series. You know, the role players have given them almost nothing. And it's not like they were blown out uh, in Game 4. You know, I think they lost that game by 10 points with another terrible shooting effort. So, you know, Jimmy Butler has been playing well. You can always depend on Bam at bio. I think Tyler Hero bounces back. Uh, so I, we certainly have a series at this point, but I, I think in many ways, you know, Miami could easily be up 3-1 in this series if the shooting just normalizes a little bit. You mentioned Tyler Hero. Uh, is there a potential prop opportunity? His number set at 17 and a half. He did go over both games at home to start the series. Yeah, I'd like the over for Tyler Hero tonight on that 17 and a half number. You can find that at DraftKings at minus 125, uh, the under at plus 100. So, you know, I, I think there's a, a decent lean toward Hero having a bounce-back game. Uh, without Kyle Lowry especially, they need Tyler Hero. And, and it's not often that he shoots the ball uh, like he did in Game 4. I think we see a pretty major bounce-back. And even not, you know, even if he doesn't shoot it all that well percentage-wise, I think he's going to have to take a ton of shots because I think we're going to see Philadelphia key on Jimmy Butler, try to prevent another big game there. And in a lot of ways, Tyler Hero has to be their number two option. You know, Victor Oladipo takes a lot of shots, but he's not himself. Bam Adebayo, not a creator in the traditional sense. So, even if it's a night where Tyler Hero shoots 40% from the field, he might approach 20 attempts, which to me is probably enough to get him to at least 18 points. We're up against it, unfortunately, Nick, but just one word. Do the Suns restore order and win and cover tonight? They sure do. Suns go up (laughs) 3-2. More than one word, but I love the answer. Appreciate the time, as always, Nick. (laughs) Unfortunate that we weren't able to get him for the entire block. But when we come back, we will continue our conversation with the playoffs, but turning our attention to the National Hockey League with Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings. Remember, though, everybody, if you miss any of this show or any show on VEASAN, you can get them all in podcast form now. So subscribe to the My Guys in the Desert podcast. You missed a segment, you couldn't tune in. Easy to get caught up. Um, Every single show is posted every single day. Plus, this show specifically gives you bonus mini pods with me and Steph. What more could you want? Don't go anywhere. More My Guys on the other side. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN spring specials here for just $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now through the end of July. The next few months can be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And U.S. subscribers get access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, JVT, our guy Jonathan Von Tobel, 
his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. And Andy McNeil, our NHL betting expert, will break down all of the action on the ice through the Stanley Cup Final. We'll also have plenty of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features our daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and live video stream whenever you want it. The cost, again, is just $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back here on My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bond and Tony with you on a hot take Tuesday. Going to look at a couple of takes that Stephanie Tamershack, my wonderful producer, set up for me, and I'm going to determine the level of heat coming off them, starting with the heat. She says that Miami will not win another game, plus 310. This is certainly a hotter take, uh, a less hot take, rather, than if you were to have given me this after game two when the heat went up two games to none. I, like we talked about in the opening segment, I think that the Heat get it done and win tonight. So I'm not going to take the bait on the plus 310 value here. This is a series I actually could see going the distance. Take number two, the Eagles will win the division plus 250 odds in the NFC East. I think this take, uh, yeah, I don't think that's that hot either. Uh, They play the AFC South this year. We've called this division, the NFC East, the NFC least the last couple of seasons for a reason. Washington and New York are still in rebuilding mode, it feels like, from a talent standpoint. What Howie Roseman's done with some of these offseason acquisitions, I think you may have leapfrogged the Cowboys who lost pieces. No Amari Cooper, no Cedric Wilson, no Randy Gregory or Connor Williams. Jalen Hurts, it's on you, buddy. No excuses now. I, I don't hate the division play at plus 250. And another interesting thing here, minus 115 to make the playoffs for Philadelphia, an attractive bet. Last take, all four NHL games go over tonight. A parlay, if you put them all together, would pay 13 to 1. This is hot, but I like it because the overs in the NHL have been so hot. Uh, Kane's Bruins total is set at 6. All of the rest of them are at 6.5. Hmm. Sunday, the series went 3-1 and one to the over all four of these games. Ah. I mean, why not? Just throw five bucks on it to win 60. Why not? This was actually kind of a lukewarm take Tuesday. Me and Steph, we got we to gotta step our game up next Tuesday, make this a little hotter. I know our next guest, though, is coming in hot. Bring in the super hot fire picks. Jeff Ulrich at the Fantasy Grind on Twitter, DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst. How's the NHL postseason been treating you so far? Uh, actually, not too bad. Yeah, been been on some of the underdogs. Last night was a bit of a wash, but uh, the, you know, the nights before that, Getting on some good Dallas money lines, some good uh, some good caps as well early in the series, so that's been profitable. And yeah, if you want to dial up the Eagles takes here, that Jalen Hurts MVP. Ooh. Come on, let's dial it up. Getting jazzy, love it. Um, now listen, I know we just talked about all of the overs in the NHL, and you are already at odds with the hot take parlay here overs because I know one game already you like an under, and it's the Oilers Kings game. Why? I do. Uh, the goaltenders in the series have been very good. Obviously, we saw Jonathan Quick, you know, grab a shutout in the last game. But Mike Smith's been really good for the Oilers. And, you know, the the series kind of, you know, you look at the the first three games, a little bit wide open. The Oilers made some mistakes in game one. Then they their offense just took over. But the last game, it wasn't just Jonathan Quick. It was a tighter checking game. It was a tight game. It was a more of the, it was probably the most playoff hockey game we've had in like the entire playoffs, maybe excluding that game from Florida and Washington last night too. But I think you're going to get more of the same here. This is a really, really big game, especially for the Kings. I think they're going to come out 
play as shut down as possible, as shut down as you can on Connor McDavid. And I just don't like the 6.5 goal total. The Kings have been, were a pretty good under team as well. And with both goalies, like I said, kind of playing above expectation, I'd take the under on the 6.5, even at minus 120. The Oilers are the biggest favorite of the day at a minus 225 price right now. Um, I have the Oilers in kind of like I did before the round started a favorite favorites series priced parlay. And I have the Oilers worked into it. So I'm rooting for them here. I hope that they don't fall apart to end the series. But that price is just a little bit too much for me to want to get in on. Is there any other approach that you've had to this series to get a little bit more value if you like Edmonton? Yeah, no, I liked Edmonton from the start too. And and my call at the start was take the Oilers to um, on the spread at the minus 1.5, try and get it done in six. And you know what? I think you can still go that route. It's plus 150 for the Oilers basically to win the next two games to, to cover the 1.5 spread. So um, again, essentially you're, you're taking the Oilers to win in six. And my thinking is if the Oilers get, get this game tonight, you get Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in a game where they can advance. I'll take that. I, I really think if the Oilers win tonight, this game, this series is over in six. We've seen the Oilers dominate the Kings in two of the two of the the, the four games. They really should have won game one as well. I think you're getting essentially plus 150 on the game tonight. Obviously, if the Oilers lose, the bet's over. But if you win, I think you're in fantastic shape for that game six. I like the plus 150 on offer there. Yeah, and I think that they do bounce back from the shutout and kind of get rid themselves of their first round ways, right? Like get out of the first round. You've got the yeah. pieces now. Make it happen. Also tonight, the Blues at the Minnesota Wild. Um, we know how St. Louis historically this season has had the number of Minnesota. They're a plus 140 price tonight. Is there any value on back in the underdog in Excel Energy Center? I've I've vacillated back and forth on this game. Um, and it, I'm I've ultimately just the price has sucked me into the blues. I do like the over in this one. Uh, both of these offenses have really been clicking. You got the blues with the strong power play. Uh, they've been getting and, and the other factor is like it's like the opposite approach with the goalies here. Mark Andre Fleury has really just kind of been average. Hasn't really been that good all season. I think people are kind of overlooking that. And then you've got the Wilds who are like out danger in terms of high danger chances. They're really out out producing the Blues. So the offenses of both sides have been there. And I think if the Blues do win, you're gonna they're gonna have to score four or five goals. So I do like the over, but I will get sucked into that plus one forty number as well. And it's for the simple fact that I like the move to Jordan Bennington. He was really good down the stretch. Um, this is a guy who's been in zones before. He's been here. He's just been in this situation before. And I think he's played better than Marc-Andre Fleury for, for the, the the last little bit of the season. So I think there is value. The, the, the number's also gone up, which I like. It, it started around plus 130. You know, I was deciding between the Bruins or the Blues. And the Bruins number is starting to suck some people in. But they've got issues on defense. And uh, I know the Blues have a little bit too. But I think the, the, the Blues offense can carry them here. And I think that's what's going to happen. So I'll take that plus 140 number tonight. This series has been crazy because while it's tied at two, it, it's giving off some similarities to the Tampa Toronto series where every game has been a blowout just one way or the other here. So um, I, I stayed away from a side on that game, but I do really like the overplay. I'm with you there. The winner of that series is going to go on to face the Colorado Avalanche, who are the only team to get a sweep here in this postseason early. But you mentioned the Bruins and Canes. The Bees certainly gained some momentum that their last two home games Anything that you're interested in in this one? Yeah, like I said, um, I you know interested in the Bruins. Ultimately, probably going to pass on the money line. I, I wouldn't put anyone off it there. Uh, Carolina still got you know they don't have Frederick Anderson back, but yeah, you know, I, I do think that one one factor um, that that has made this series two two again is that the the 
Hurricanes just are taking a ton of penalties, and their penalty kill isn't very good. And that that's led me to to kind of look at some of the, the the player props for the Bruins. And Taylor Hall is a guy who you can still get really good value on just to score a point. He's minus one hundred five to score a point. He's going to be out there on the power play. That you know he he is playing a second line role. You know Pasternak is is back up with with Bergeron and that's probably going to stay, but Taylor Hall second line player, but also getting that, that power play exposure, which has been really good for the Bruins and the Bruins are getting shots through on the hurricanes. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking at that over parlay again, I could see the overhitting in this game as well, but I, I think I'd rather go to the player props, go with Taylor Hall, just to score a point minus one Oh five. I think that's pretty good value. Definitely good value. Uh, I like the over in that game. I like the over in the Lightning Leafs game as well because we've seen all of those. I mean, the biggest story in both of those series has been penalties. I was looking at the Leafs Lightning. 28% of that series has been spent with one team on the man advantage, and the number gets even higher when you take into account how early they pulled some of these goalies. Um, But, Jeff, obviously not only do you do a wonderful job covering the NHL for DraftKings, but you do a number of sports, including the PGA. Um, And you have a great write-up out right now on the AT&T Byron Nelson coming up here at TPC Craig Ranch just outside Dallas, the final warm-up ahead of the PGA Championship. What's your approach to betting this event and some names that stood out to you? Yeah, so I mean, the last couple of weeks for the PGA, like we've had some some weaker fields and, and the guys at the top just really haven't been bettable, but there's definitely a few, you know, more bettable numbers among the top names. Uh, the one thing to remember about this event and this course is a big connection between TPC Scottsdale with Tom Weiskopf designing both courses. That really, that actually, that led me to getting on KH Lee at 175 to one last year because he did so well at the Waste Management Phoenix Open and then he came here and won. But Brooks Kepka, great record. Now he's plus 3,500 here. You look at Kepka, he's he's doubled the odds of Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley. I know Kepka's been a little bit inconsistent this year, but he's also been in contention a couple times. I think that number on Kepka at plus 3,500 is very bettable. Kepka's also plus 1,800 next week, so you're getting him at double the odds of the PGA. And then I think this is a great event to take some long shots. Matthew Wolf. Plus thirteen, uh, plus thirteen thousand, and Sahith Tigala plus fifteen thousand. I think both those guys are very live this week. Wolf finally started to show some good play last week uh, at the uh, at TPC Potomac. I love me a sleeper long shot. Thanks so much, Jeff. Appreciate the time. Absolutely, thanks. That's Jeff Ulrich at the Fantasy Grind on Twitter. Make sure you follow him for all of his wonderful DraftKings insight. Coming up, my best bets of the night, and Johnny Avell, director of sportsbook operations at DraftKings, will take us behind the counter. Don't go anywhere. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the show. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties. They also come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Time for Taken by Stormy, my official plays of the evening. Some of them we've already discussed, but just to lay them all out here, starting in the NBA, I like the home teams tonight, and we're going to do a little money line parlay here between the Heat and Suns, pays plus 135. Uh, for the Heat, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, I think they all rise to the occasion and get back to the way that they started this series at home. They're 5-0 and at home this postseason. I think they keep it rolling. And as for Phoenix, 
Phoenix, Chris Paul. Been a little bit of a roller coaster ride, but I think he bounces back. Devin Booker has been stellar throughout this series. DeAndre Ayton starting to get the boards again, so I give them the slight edge uh, in overall net efficiency this postseason. They have been tremendous as well, so give me Phoenix in a money line parlay. In the NHL and MLB, I'm on the fence about a couple sides still, so for now, we're going to look at some in-pocket overs. I have starting with that Minnesota-St. Louis game that we discussed with Jeff a moment ago. Over six and a half goals here. The totals are two and two to the over in the series so far, but in their three regular season matchups, the totals were 10, seven, and 11. So now that's five of seven to the over that six and a half mark. The over is also five and one the last six against these two in Excel Energy Center. So give me a little of that regular season magic with two offenses that know how to score and two inconsistent blue lines. Speaking of offenses that know how to score in step, the Lightning and Leafs. Now this total over six and a half is juiced up a little bit, minus 120. It's been a fascinating, very back and forth series. Tampa looked kind of bleh, the games one and three, and then they look like cup champs in two and four. The last three games have all gone over. The games have averaged seven and a half goals per game. Goalies have been inconsistent. Vasilevsky's allowed three or more in each game. Jack Campbell had the shutout game one, but he saw, we saw him get pulled last game after allowing five goals and I think 16 shots, I believe. So the fact that this total wasn't set at seven was enough for me to bet it. And then one MLB over that's hit for me the last five times I bet it back on it again today is the Reds. They're taking on the Brewers over eight minus 120. Milwaukee gone over in six of their last seven Reds in eight straight. So uh, I do like the Brew Crew to win again tonight. We'll see if they can beat out Cincy or if Cincinnati's hater just continues. Uh, time to welcome in Johnny Avella, like we do every week, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at Draft. Johnny, how many people have been fading the Reds? Has that been tough for the books over the first couple weeks of this season? Yeah, it has, just like it has when, you know, they're, they're betting on the Dodgers. So baseball has patterns, and the patterns are to, uh, for some betters in baseball, stick with the – Teams that are winning on streaks bet against the teams that are going uh, south. Well, both of those streaks ended yesterday because the Cincinnati Reds got a win and the Dodgers lost. So all those run line bets ended up working out in your favor yesterday. I got to ask you about the Kentucky Derby over the weekend. And coming into this week, I never would have thought that even on Tuesday, I would still want to know more. But with the upset of Rich Strike, 80 to 1, cashing the way that it did, like where does that rank in terms of just historic upsets for you as a bookmaker over your career? Well, the Derby's known to have upsets. Um, I, I think what's happened over the last 10 years or so, we've got used to seeing a lot of chalk, and we forgot about how these uh, big price horses do come in. Now, this is this is a really big one, and his form did not figure to win this race. I mean, his, uh, one win only it was a slow time, uh, hasn't ran against you know these type of caliber of horses, uh, he'd have to pick up like 20 additional fire points to have even a close. And that's, that's what he did to even have any kind of a shot. And he did it. So, um, but they do happen. Upsets do happen in the Derby and uh, they're, they're, they were back again this year. Where do you think that this horse specifically deserves to be on the odds board for the Preakness stakes coming up on, on May 21st? I, it's hard. I, I don't do a whole lot of horse racing, uh, horse race betting in general, but for an upset like that, like, how do you have to adjust from a horse moving forward? Well, that depends who's going to be in the field. Uh, probably Epicenter's not going to be in the field. Uh, Zandon's probably may not be in the field. So if you're going to get horses like Early Voting, Simplication, Smile Happy, 
Happy Jack, all these, you know, horses that are just a cut above him heading into the race, you probably aren't going to get much more than four or five to one. Uh, if you had the, you know, the, the top horses from the Derby enter, then you'd probably get more like eight or ten. So it's going to depend on who ends up showing up. Now, I know this time of year we are all in on the NBA and NHL postseasons, but the NFL is also a sport that never sleeps, and we're always talking about it in some way, shape, or form. The NFL schedule releases are going to be coming out later this week. Thursday night, the announcements are coming up. How quickly do you guys get those week one lines up? I think we'll have them all up. When I say all stormy, I mean every game except for maybe the Browns. you know, we're just not confident in putting those up. We don't know the status of, of Watson. But I think we'll have 256 games up probably within two hours after they're announced. Uh, that's what we're planning on. We did put the international games up. They are up on our site now. Yeah, you mentioned the, those destination games. You also got out the what Adam Schefter called the early Christmas present game line between the Rams and Broncos. Rams a two-and-a-half-point Home favorite early in that game on Christmas Day. We're really going to find out if the Broncos are just a quarterback away, aren't we? We will. (laughs) Well, listen, let's talk about the NBA games coming up tonight. Um, We know that the Heat did not look themselves against Philadelphia on the road with Joel Embiid back. James Harden looking like vintage beard. Where do things sit in terms of the money on that game coming up tonight? Um, We have money on the two chalks tonight. Miami is two and a half point favorite, and uh, we're we're seeing I'd say about sixty five percent of the money on the Phoenix game. It's just been all Phoenix, although the line doesn't indicate uh, you know that that much of an impact on the uh, the money according to the line. But it's uh, the two favorites tonight. That's what we're seeing, and I think we'll continue to see that. Well. I, I know that you don't hope it, but I hope it works out for my parlay's sake. Uh, I think it'll be two fun games, though. These are both series that took a little bit of a turn. How do you feel in general about the Suns, though, like your personal opinion on the game, given how things turned on the road in Dallas? No, I mean, the home teams have been doing pretty good. Uh, even though the the first two home teams got a jump, then the next you know, when the teams got back home, they played well and were able to win. I, I don't know. Phoenix has just been so solid all year. This could be a closer game, but I think Phoenix comes around, away with the W. I really thought they were going to go up three games to one, but the Mavericks showed up at home. Like you said, all teams really have when they've been on their home court. In the NHL, the Avalanche officially punched their ticket onto the second round. The first team to advance with sweep of the Nashville Predators. We already know that they are the favorite to win it all, and they've been getting bet. Are they getting bet even more now? Well, if you want to bet them at plus 210, I don't it's think... It's down that much that now? Is, yeah, it's short. I mean, they're the only team now that can rest for a few days, and uh, this is to their advantage. And they they have never been a big price all year. So I, I think the highest we ever had them was maybe six. Mm-hmm. So uh, if two to one's not too exciting, is it? No, it's not. But I didn't realize that it had ticked down that much already. But, I mean, they certainly look the part here early. Meanwhile, the second shortest odds on the board, the Florida Panthers at six to one, have not necessarily looked the part that we expected. Uh it's it's been a little bit odd the way that President's Trophy winning teams have just not been able to have that typical success in the postseason. The Avs being one of those teams last year. 
Well, the Panthers were, they were a team that you could have had at a very high price. Uh, you could have, when the, before the season started, there were some 50s out there. Uh, and they were actually still high after they started the season with a bang. So it's about timing on futures. I mean, you, you don't want to bet a team late in the season. You want to get them when the value is there. Yep, all about value in those markets. Speaking of which, who does the public like in the Con Smythe market as of right now? Um, McKinnon's the favorite at, uh, you know, plus 550. Uh, and McCarr is just right there with him. If you look at the two of them, they both just had an outstanding series. I think uh, McCarr was even better. I think he had 10 points and a winner, uh goal winner. So uh, those two guys are right there. And um, well, as, long, as long as that team uh, keeps playing well, keeps winning games, I, I, I don't think it's going to change much among, among the top two guys. Yeah, I, I don't foresee them letting their foot off the gas pedal this time around. Thanks so much for the time. As always, Johnny, you're awesome. You're welcome, sir. Let me see you. That's Johnny Vello, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings. And speaking to those two favorites in the Con Smythe market, Nathan McKinnon had five goals in the opening series. Kale McCarr leading all players in the postseason with 10 points through four games. When we come back here, we're going to take a look at some diamonds in the rough on the diamonds. Do I think that one of them actually has diamond in the name? We will see when we come back. Talking a little baseball and MLB writer for The Athletic, John Legaza, going to help Help us break down some of the big decisions in Major League Baseball, a 14-game slate coming up. More on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. We're wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bond and Tony with you. And time for my diamond in the rough play of the day. And a game with a couple underdog angles I think are worth consideration. And it actually is with the Diamondbacks today and Madison Bumgarner on the hill. I know that I am programmed to root against Arizona this year because I have their season win total under. But it has not been going so well for me. And then every time that I bet on the... I fade the Diamondbacks. They end up winning. And when I bet on them, they win. So this is what I'm doing today. Arizona's won 10 of their last 13 games, including four straight against the Marlins, who they've got today, three of which came in Miami. The Diamondbacks are 12-4 and four, their last 16 meetings against the Marlins going back. And this is available at a plus 15 to plus 120 price if you shop around. Bumgarner getting a little disrespected here, I think, despite the 1.50 ERA over his last six starts. Facing a team that's 23rd in the league against lefties, striking out, this team does, almost 30% of the time against Southpaw starters. I also like Bumgarner over four and a half strikeouts at plus 120. And you may think I'm back on the crazy pills again today because he's only hit this number once this season. But last week when he started against the Marlins, he got tossed from the creepiest ump of all time. So we know he's very motivated. And in his two starts against Miami last year, struck out seven, struck out nine. I am aware that the Arizona offense has not been it and they have been bad against lefties but fingers crossed he gets a little bit of run run support and Bumgarner goes over the four and a half strikeouts 
Time to welcome in John Legaza, MLB writer for The Athletic, host of the Corked Stats podcast. And I know, John, I am usually your simpatico sister, but right off the hop, we are at odds today. You like the Marlins. Sell me on Miami. Well, I'm starting to get that feeling like the movie Cable Guy, right? Best friends forced to do battle. <laughs> it's you and me. We're going to, with the, that's, we're going to go out. That's perfect. We're gonna do it. That's perfect that I'm in Vegas, too, and we have that yes. right down the street. <laughs> yes. Okay, we're, we're going to get it done. Chicken skin on the face and everything. Well, you know what? Today, the word of the day would be crazy. Wouldn't be the first time I've been called crazy, and I would be because, well, I'm going to do the same thing I've done before, but I'm going to expect different results, and that's go up against Madison Bumgarner. Okay, his PCRA, his XFIP, and his Sierra are all north of five. His ERA is at 1.5. All right, when we are trading and we think something, you know, is a little depressed, we buy the dip. The opposite of that is selling the rip. I'm going to be selling the rip on Bumgarner, 11% walk rate, chase rate below 29, zone contact rate above 90. He's getting by on a 188 BABIP year to date. The Miami offense has not been great, but couple guys waking up all at once. Solaire and Wendell, guys that we've seen, look pretty good against lefties in particular. And I mean, come on, the Jesus Lizard looks great. I shouldn't have to say you on that side of it. Plus two miles added to the fastball. And he has like a 96-mile-an-hour power sinker and a curveball with a 40% use and a 40% whiff that comes with the same side hand change up to righties that also has a 50% whiff rate. There's been a couple of walks, but I watched it. He's... You know what? He's just so electric. He's always going for the strikeout. It hasn't really cost him because he could really win in the zone. I think Miami gets it done today. I'm just not buying the snakes. Well, you're hurting my heart, but I respect your opinion. You're so good at what you do. I have to ask you as well about this Cincinnati Reds team. I say this partly joking, but they're red hot right now. They've won three of their last four. The Brewers, meanwhile, have not been so great their last couple of games. But we all know how Cincinnati started this season. Do you think that they could revert back a little bit today and moving forward? Or or are they going to be better here moving forward? No, I think... <laughs> I think, well, I think I agree. I a, agree. Well, I think it's just a natural oscillation of a professional baseball season. There are going to be highs and lows, both in the macro, couple hot weeks, and then in the micro, a hot day, kind of here or there, and then even a lucky inning. Yesterday, I happened to be on the wrong end. I was on the business side of that Milwaukee F5 that looked so good. Mm -hmm. Woodruff on the bump, bottom of the Reds order. We were up to looking really good. And that did not end well. And if, man, that wasn't even the worst beat yesterday. I had the White Sox. So no. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the right guy to ask for a full game <laughs> stuff. I'm looking at F5s today in general. But as far as the Reds go, listen, just don't always abandon fully because bad teams are going to win a handful of games regardless. I'd like to wait for when they have pitching. So, like, I'd like to wait for Molly on the mound before I bet on the Reds. I don't just kind of go willy nilly. No, and listen, yesterday was a tough day for a lot of us, and we, we like, like Big Sean used to say, last night took a L, but tonight we bounce back. So we will continue to move forward. Um, this Rays and Corey Kluber game taken on the Angels and, Red De and Reed Detmers. Um, I want your opinion on the matchup, but also how about Shohei yesterday? My goodness, the guy never stops. It's, it's really awesome, and I hope, I hope regardless of whatever team people cheer for, 
that they take time to appreciate it. I really am a dyed-in-the-wool Yankee fan. When I'm turning to dust and they open me, you'll see I'm probably pinstriped. <laughs> but you have to appreciate what this young man is doing. It's truly phenomenal. I mean, to be the best pitcher that you see in a given game and maybe even the best hitter in a game. Sorry, Mike Trout, you are the man as well. But what what Otani's doing is really special. We may never see this again at this level at the same time. So that's really my thing. Appreciate it and probably get those MVP tickets in before the books realize he should be the favorite. Yep, there you go. Eighth career yeah. multi-home run game for him yesterday to pass Ichiro for the most by a Japanese-born MLB player. First career Grand Slam as well. But tonight's game, as far as the Rays and Angels go, how are you analyzing the numbers? Well, this has been this is a really tough slate. There's a lot of minus 225s, and I pretty much auto fade those so i'm looking for pitching edges i'm going with Corey kluber and the flatfish of florida give me those rays now i think the rays are gonna have to score against detmers right so mm -hmm. kluber has been great 236 era 105 whip 603 ops phenomenal csw that's cold strikes plus whiffs over that benchmark 30 right where you want it chase rate at 35 three ticks better than average in zone contact rate at 82 that's really important because kluber can beat you in the zone or beat you out of the zone and we kind of call him a grill master where i come from means he keeps it low he keeps it slow those ribs are falling off the bone 44 percent ground ball 30 percent hard hit even if you get the stick on it you don't do much with it and that's why you see a half a home run per nine last two games 12 innings pitch 13 k's only one walk, one earned run. He is looking awesome. Reed Detmers on the other side. Now, listen, if you're like a fantasy player, dynasty player, he is going to be very good. But I think maybe he's up a touch early. We're seeing that materialized in the strikeout metrics. Single-digit swinging strike, sub-average chase rate, really not what we expected. And we've seen that with an 8.44 OPS to righties because he really is a hyper-use of a fastball guy, right? So you're seeing a 53% fastball usage. The expected slug on that's more like 650. If you're going to have a 650 expected slug, that can't be your featured pitch. So we're going to need Tampa to score a couple. But I think with the juice, I really think we have the edge. I may even avoid the bullpens and go with the F5, but I think Tampa gets it done regardless. Brill Master, I'm going to have to steal that one. But yeah! <laughs> as, as you are looking at pitching matchups, what do you make of this Phillies-Mariners game? We've got Aaron Nola on the hill for Philly, Robbie Ray for the Mariners. Listen, Aaron Noah has really given fantasy players, baseball analysts, and pitching specialists fits because all of the kind of expected stats and those indicators on the peripherals always seem to predict him. He's going to be much better. The problem is he just has a bit of a home run issue. That knuckle curve has been a little bit better, RE location, and it's shown 236 Sierra. 31% K to only 5% walk. He added a tick to the fastball and added some ride. That's the horizontal movement, right? So people, as we get into these advanced stats, don't be intimidated. A lot of them, people like Stormy and I, we're here to help you understand this. When you hear H move increased, it's extra ride. It's, it's moving on that pathway to home, and it's really resulted in a much lower quality of contact from a better for the pitcher, I mean. On average... It's 480 up near 500 for Nola. This year, it's down below 270. And the home runs, zero so far on the fastball. You really got to get with Nola. He looks like the ace we had just a few years ago. Robbie Ray, man, as nicely as he's filling out those pants right now, the velo is down, the K rate is down, the walks are up. That's an issue. 510 ERA, 135 whip, last five starts. 
He's not showing me exactly what we wanted to see for the Cy Young, just a bit of regression. He's not terrible. Again, Philly will probably have to score, but I think if they get two or three on the board, it should be enough. Give me the fight in Phils. John, we, we got to step aside here, but for my man who's going to be buried in pinstripes, am I right to try to fade You say Kikuchi again tonight? He did me dirty last well, time. This is my trap play. I'm sorry. I actually think... The run line with the Blue Jays ah! is the play that new, yeah, that new pitch that they've been working on. Walker there in, with the Blue. We just mentioned Robbie Ray. He's had shown some magic with lefties with walk problems and home run problems. Sound familiar? Yusei Kikuchi looked phenomenal last time. I don't know if that's what we get is going to stick, but I'm afraid. I've gotten stung before. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it play out. All right, you talked me out of it. I won't do it. Thank you so much. That is our Thanks. guy, John Legaza. Follow him on Twitter at MLB Moving Average AVG. Dives into all those analytics. That's it for me, Danny Burke, and Rush Hour coming up. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.